0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss.
1: My name is Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. This podcast will be about my story and my words, talking about my own personal experiences and self-healing. I do not claim to be a therapist, counselor, or licensed psychologist.
0: Hello, my name is Amanda Bedard, and I'm the co-host, producer, and editor of Invisible Tears. I'm a Reiki master, certified professional life coach, spiritual coach, wellness coach, and a counseling practitioner. Some of the content you will hear in this podcast may be disturbing to some. Viewer discretion is advised. But it is our hope by putting this information out there that we may help others to heal. We will always be a platform for truth and healing. This is Invisible Tears. On this episode of Invisible Tears, Jane is going to share a detailed account of her life before, during, and immediately following her attack that happened August 6th, 1988 in Swansea, New Hampshire, You may think you've heard her story, but you've never heard her tell her story in her own words.
1: So we're going to talk about my attack today. We are. I think I want to start when I originally came to New Hampshire. I had grown up in Massachusetts. My parents divorced when I was very, very young, um, six, seven years old. And my dad was born and raised in Hinsdale, New Hampshire. So I only saw him a couple of, a couple of times a year. And uh, we would come up in the summers for like two, three weeks at a time. And we made a lot of friends in Hinsdale, a small town. So over the years, we, we uh, gained some friendships and uh, always stayed in contact with them. 19, I decided to come up and visit with some friends, uh, Kim and her family, and also gave me a chance to visit with my dad some. So when I came up, my friend Kim took me to a party, and I met Dennis there. We were introduced. He showed a great deal of interest <laughs> but i i had just gotten out of a, a long relationship to almost 3 year relationship so i wasn't ready for a relationship at all but he uh, he definitely was and he chased me for a couple of weeks it was definitely a couple of weeks and i i gave into temptation and and uh, so we started dating And I don't know, five, six months later, I ended up moving in with his, him and his parents. So my visit turned, (laughs) turned into permanent stay. (laughs) You just didn't leave. (laughs) No, I never left. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I never dreamed in a million years that that was going to be my true love. So, uh, I was with him for a couple of years and, uh. I found out that I was pregnant. Now I'm, uh, I'm 22, very naive, and uh, thought I had the stomach virus for like three months. Yep. Nauseous, sick, all that. So I went to the doctor and uh, they told me I was pregnant. And it was very unexpected and I really don't know why it was unexpected because I I mean I was not on birth control, I'll be totally honest with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dennis was just barely 20. So he was young. And so we were processing me being pregnant and uh, probably right around the end of July, now you gotta you gotta take into consideration. I'm about six months pregnant. The summer of '88 was brutal, weather-wise. It was hot and humid, and it was just horrible. That summer was so hot. I, I remember that.
0: Perfect summer to be pregnant. Oh, uh. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: And uh, you know, I um. Of course, my first pregnancy, the hormones were roaring. Mm-hmm. I wasn't understanding everything that was going on with my body. I, for some reason, was sick my whole entire pregnancy with Jessica.
0: You know what? Actually, with mine, I actually what there were there were times. Obviously, it was worse in the first trimester, but there were times throughout the the entire pregnancy, and I had mm-hmm. some complications with mine too. Like like throughout. So, what they say about morning sickness, just your first trimester, that is so not true. And it's not just in the morning either, right? No. No. It's no. not just in the morning.
1: Oh, all day. Not, either yep. nauseous or vomiting. Yep.
0: <laughs> it was like yep. one
1: or the other. And another thing I was going through was um, swollen ankles. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had hemorrhoids for the first time oh. in my life. <laughs> so, I was like... I was miserable that summer. I was like trying to be so excited and I was excited about being pregnant after I was done processing, but I wasn't a very, um, it wasn't easy living with me at all.
0: But what I love, what I absolutely love about this conversation too, though, is that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, we're both moms. We both love our children to pieces, right? wouldn't wouldn't change anything for the world, but neither one of us I think had perfect pregnancies no. and, a, and a lot of women will sit there and be like, Oh, I just loved being pregnant and it was so blissful and blah, 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 blah. And I just sit there and I'm like, I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I had exactly. a, I had a different problem every week and my body just did not like being pregnant. And yeah, I feel, and I feel bad and I feel guilty saying that I was miserable, but I was, I was mm-hmm. a miserable pregnant woman.
1: Oh, I was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was so miserable that Oh, me and Dennis were fighting so much. I mean, obviously I didn't have the body I had before I was pregnant, so he'd look at a female I don't care who the female was, he'd look at that female and I would go off. And uh so we fought a lot. Mm-hmm. And um we I made the decision of I, I think we need to, you know, split up for a while. And this
0: was in july this was
1: the middle of july mid july and and, uh it was about two weeks before my attack so we split up i moved in with some friends of ours and uh every year they swansea has a county fair the cheshire county fair it's just right outside of keene and uh, I, we've, we've gone the past few years. And I wanted to go to the fair that night. It was August 6, 1988. And so I really couldn't find anybody to go with me. So I decided to go by myself. Didn't see any. <laughs> I saw no reason why. Why not? Right. Um, so went to the fair. Well, it was later on in the afternoon, like five-ish, six-ish, Right around there, and walked around quite a bit, ran into a ton of people I knew, talked, stopped, talked, uh, had a little bit of conversation, of course, the belly rubs with the woman, of course <laughs> <It's like laughs> and uh I ended up meeting uh running into dennis 's mom yep. and uh we we ended up h- hanging out for the rest of the night. We found these quarter coin push machines where you pop a quarter in and it pushes coins off the edge yep. now today I see those machines and they're all $20 bills sitting on top or $5 bills or $100 bills sitting on top well back then they had these plastic tokens chips sitting on top and if you won one you gotta stuff the animal nice. so me and Dennis's mother, we played on those for hours, and uh, I ended. We ended up winning like fifteen stuffed animals. I won so many stuffed animals, and they weren't big; they were small. But I won so many, the guy had to give me a bag so I could <laughs> carry them to my car.
0: I a girl, and uh,
1: <laughs> we every time we won one, it was like, oh, another stuffed animal for Jessica, another stuffed animal for Jessica. Yeah. So. Um, but we had a really, really good time, and, and uh, everything was starting to close up. It was getting late. Um, I believe the Midway was closing up. The rides had stopped. So we decided it was time to go and said my goodbyes to her. And Dennis's father was roaming the the fair like he always did, and uh, we met up with him, and I said goodbye my goodbyes to him. So I walked to my car. Got in my car, threw my bag of stuffed animals in the back seat, and now I have to remind you again, it was so hot and muggy that day and night. Like, so hot and muggy. So.
0: What time was that, Jane? That was
1: pretty late. I'm going to say 11, 11, maybe 11.30.
0: I was going to say, because were there fireworks that night? I I don't believe so. No, okay. No, I
1: don't believe so. So I uh, got my car, and I started heading home. And uh, I was on Route 10, and I remembered, uh, well, I wanted a soda. Matter of fact, I'm going to back that up a little bit, because I wanted to get something to drink before we left, but it was so late, and everything was closed up. Mm-hmm. So I ended up not getting a drink there. So headed home, I, I knew that there was a um, soda machine at Gamarlos on Route Ten in, in Swansea, and I I was driving by there anyways to, to go home, and
0: so what route did you take? This was another question that actually popped into my mind last night. So, as we're as you're coming out of the fairgrounds, yeah, you essentially headed back towards Keene. No, no, we no always
1: took the back way. I was out of the gonna... fairgrounds. Okay,
0: all right, the back yeah. way.
1: Back way would come down um onto the by the airport
0: by the airport got it. okay yeah. and then yep.
1: and then head that way
0: okay no know what route you took. Awesome. And,
1: and then that goes right on to route 10
0: and just real quick actually back at the fair didn't you I I know that you talked about hanging out with you know Dennis's mother and then meeting up with uh Dennis's father interesting by did you see Dennis
1: i did not okay i did not but uh, um Afterwards, I did find out that, that he was there. Gotcha. But I, I never ran into him. But you never ran into never him. Never saw it. him. Okay. Yeah. All right, so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm headed home, and uh, I, s- I pull into Camarlo's and I park right in front of the, the soda machine. Now this is a small town, virtually no major crime.
0: Yeah, I mean, where Gamarlo's is, you know, in that little stretch in Swansea, essentially you blink and you're past anything that's there. Exactly.
1: And it's a main road. Yep. You know, it's not like it's on a back road or anything. It's a main road. So I stopped and parked right in front of the the soda machine. Of course, we were playing that coin, that quarter push machine, so I had to dig for for change, mm-hmm. because back then you couldn't put a dollar bill into a soda machine. Right, I had to dig yeah, for change. point, yep. So I dug up some change, went to the soda machine, put the change in, went to push the button for my soda, and it never gave me my soda.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and I was a little bit upset about that. So I went back to my car rustled up some more change, went back to the soda machine, put my change in, hit my soda, hit the soda button. and I actually got two sodas that time. So Uh for whatever reason, I don't know why I didn't get the first soda, but I ended up getting two sodas that second time.
0: Interesting, at least you got paid back. I did. Right.
1: So I went back to my car and uh, sat there for only a couple of seconds and took a sip of my soda. And then I noticed well, I really didn't notice it's not like it was like something that was really brought to my attention, but a car a vehicle had pulled in and parked on my driver's side or passenger side of my car yep I really didn't pay much attention. There's a soda machine, there's a pay phone right there didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever
0: right didn't seem odd and while you were yeah. focused on trying to trying to get the sodas yeah. Um, you didn't, you didn't feel like you were followed there by any means, that there was nothing that would have alerted you to anything being out of the ordinary. Nothing. Right?
1: Okay. No, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like anybody was watching me. I didn't feel followed. I didn't. Yep. I, a safety concern to me never entered my mind at that time because I had no reason.
0: I totally understand it.
1: I had no reason.
0: Because of where you were. Exactly. Exactly. I would feel the same way.
1: So, I'm getting ready to to leave, and I look in my rearview mirror, and the guy had gotten out of his vehicle, and he's walking behind my vehicle. I thought that was a little odd. Came right up to my car door, and it was fairly quick. I mean, I was kind of confused why he was even walking up to my door. Thought maybe he just was asking me a question or whatever. Right. So uh it was so quick, he put his hand on my car door, opened my car door and said, like all at the same time, is the pay phone working? And then the next thing I know, my door was open and he's trying to take me out of the car. Crazy. And like fear set in, total fear. I screamed for help so loud and so hard, I popped blood vessels in my eyes. And once he realized I wasn't going with him, he couldn't pull me out of the car, but somehow he got between me and me and the steering wheel trying to grab my arms, and I was just kicking him so hard. I was, somehow I got my feet up where I was kicking him. And I kicked so hard that I, I smashed my windshield. I had missed him and kicked and, and hit my kicked the windshield and smashed my whole windshield. And then he, next thing I know, he takes a knife out, and he says, maybe this will persuade you to get out of the car. And it did. Um, And I was so scared at that moment. I was, fear was, I was so scared. But yeah, I was confused. Right, because I really didn't know what this guy wanted or what he was gonna do. Right, Um,
0: because it's like he came over to like uh, ask you a question, but at the same time, just like started attacking you. It was almost like an excuse to sort of confuse you and and misdirect you, and, and then just started attacking
1: you. His his focus really on that moment was me going with him, and my. I was not gonna go with him. Yep. I was not. And I think he realized that once he got me out of the car with the knife. And then we we closed the door. I'm standing by the driver's side door. And he's like standing over towards the rear of my car, like by the quarter panel. And I said, what do you want? Because so fear turned into total confusion because yeah. he was like away from me a little bit. Right. So I'm thinking what does this guy want? So I said, you know, what do you want? And he said you beat up my girlfriend. So now confusion is really there. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? So I said, no, I didn't I didn't beat up nobody's girlfriend. And then he says, Is this isn't this a Massachusetts car? And I was like, No. <laughs> it's gotten it has New Hampshire plates on it. And he did walk around to the back of the car and looked at the plates. And then it was dead silence. He didn't say anything. So okay, so my fear turned into confusion. Then I was pissed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: I was So angry. I was like, what is this guy doing? What does he want? Right. So, next thing I know, he starts walking to his vehicle. And I said words that I regret for the rest of my life. As I'm watching him walk towards his vehicle, I'm like, I have a smashed windshield.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm like, what he the just, heck? I mean, he just accosted you <laughs> in your own car. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then proceeded to say, you beat up my girlfriend and isn't this a Massachusetts, like, don't yeah. you have, isn't this a Massachusetts, a car from Massachusetts? Like, uh, I would be pissed too after I went through all those stages. So he started
1: walking towards this car and I was like, hey, asshole, what about my windshield? Right. I don't know why I said that. I don't know if maybe. I think at that moment, with him walking away and not trying to get me to go with him anymore, it was like almost. It was almost like I wasn't threatened by him anymore. Right. And I just felt like. What about my windshield? I don't know why. It just. Uh, Piss pissed me off what happened to my windshield. It pissed me off.
0: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line and now back to our episode so that at that moment he came back around to me and he put the knife up against my neck. Now I've been judged why didn't I jump back in the car? I didn't jump back in the car because with him walking away towards his vehicle, I did not feel threatened.
0: Right. And especially after he deterred you sort of with a, you beat up my girlfriend, is this a Massachusetts, and then you see him walking away, you're thinking, okay, he's realizing that this isn't me. Yeah. So he's, he's, yeah. maybe even the thought of him having a knife and originally getting you out of the car, it com- completely escaped you. And you're like, oh, okay, exactly. you realize you have the wrong person. Now, my car is damaged and you've just accosted me. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you going to do about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he came back around. He had the knife, knife up against my neck at this point. I was, my back was leaning up against the, the like the driver's side door or whatever, on the driver's side. And I saw a vehicle coming down the road, and it was going to go past the store. And I knew the only way I was going to get out of that situation was to run and scream to try and get their attention. So as soon as I saw that vehicle, I was running, running towards the road. Mm -hmm. And I just screamed, help. And they just went by. And the next thing I know... He tackled me down like a football player. I felt the hand on the back of my shoulder and he just tackled me down on the pavement. And before I knew it, I was on my back and he proceeded to stab me. And it was almost like, I was almost like an out-of-body experience for me. I couldn't believe this was happening I was doing everything I could to try to prevent the stabbing to my belly, to Jessica. So I had a lot of defensive wounds on my hands. And he just proceeded to stab. And it, it was like he was never gonna stop. It was like he's never gonna stop stabbing, but at the same time, before I knew it was over. I mean, I can hear the stabs. I can hear the flesh as as the knife was entering my my skin and the stabbing just continued. It just was, uh, and it was so surreal to me. I couldn't, I wasn't really comprehending exactly what was going on because I never dreamed in a million years this guy was gonna do this. Um, and then after he got done stabbing it was like it stopped and he stood up and he walked away he didn't run away he walked away and I was laying there and I was thinking I can't believe this just happened to me and I need to get help Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I was also in another sense thinking where is he Right. Because I'm laying on the ground on my back, and I didn't see him anymore. And I was like, where is he? So the next thing I know, I, he was gone. He he walked away. So I rolled over to my stomach and got up on my hands and knees. And I hear the vehicle coming towards me. And I said, I think that's him. And by this time, my mind was, I I was, my body obviously was going into shock. Yeah. So my mind wasn't really registering everything. But when I was on my hands and knees getting up, he had driven very slowly by me on my head side. And I had looked up at him and he looked right down at me. I'll never forget that. And he drove away. So at this point I'm thinking I have got to get all the help I possibly can. I need to get help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so through the attacks, so I know that you've said before so he ended up stabbing you twenty seven times. He stabbed me twenty seven times. And I know that you said that um you had a lot of defensive wounds. Obviously you were trying to protect your stomach the entire time. So where were you stabbed? That's a lot of times to be stabbed.
1: I was stabbed in the chest. Mm-hmm. My hands, he had um, stabbed my hand where I had. Um, he had cut my my um, tendon in my thumb. He stabbed me in my knee, which my he he cut the tendon in my knee. Um, when I ran, he had sliced my juggler.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Um. And the stab wounds were um, everywhere but Jessica. Um, I, he had stabbed me where he had lacerated my liver. So I did have a piece of my liver removed. And um, mostly in the chest area. So when I got up <laughs> and I got to my car, I don't mean to laugh about this, it's just thinking about things. When I got to my car, I went, I'm trying to open my car door. No, I had the flip up handle. I had a 1985 Firebird. Very nice. Yes, it was very nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to flip up the handle to open the door and for some reason my hand wouldn't work. And I I don't know, I couldn't understand it. But at the same time, I'm just hearing blood just gush out of me. I can hear it gushing every time I moved a certain way. The blood just was gushing out of me. I could hear it. So I finally got my car door open. I got in and I said, okay, I gotta get help. So I started driving down the road, like headed towards Winchester Way, the direction I was going in the beginning, in the first place when I pulled in. And I got driving down the road, I'm sure I was speeding. And before I knew it, I was right behind him. I said, oh, my God, he's right in front of me. So, I mean, he wasn't even trying to race out of the area or anything. He wasn't trying to...
0: Just nonchalantly driving just, away.
1: Just, just as normal as normal could be. So when I got behind him, I was like, oh, my God, I'm right behind him. He's going to know where I'm going to be stopping. There was a friend of mine that lived two miles up the road, and that was going through my mind that I would go to his house, pull into his driveway because he was right on Route 10. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for some reason it was going through my mind, well, maybe I won't because he'll know where I am. Right. But I did. I I pulled into to my friend's driveway and uh, the blood was just, coming out of me so bad i knew it was bad i don't know sometimes i i kind of think i didn't know that it was as bad as it was right but in a certain sense i i knew it was bad and so i got out of my car i didn't even shut my car off i didn't close my car door i got out of my car and of course it was hot that night so my friend he was at the front door that His front door was open, but the screen door was closed. And he must have heard me come in the driveway because he was come to the door. And I got to his stairs, and I said, some asshole, just stab the shit out of me. I need help. And I collapsed on his stairs. And this part is, like, in and out. I, um, I remember laying on his stairs, and... A police officer came, which we knew him, Petey Farnham. He was a police officer in Winchester. And he came and he knew who I was right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Jane, who did this? Who did this to you? Was it Dennis? And I said, no, it wasn't Dennis. I don't know who did this to me. Right. And obviously he was trying to get as much information as possible in case something happened to me. He, he really needed as much info as possible.
0: I'm just surprised. I'm surprised you're conscious. I,
1: I, I know. I, I know yeah, was that's
0: just, that's just amazing.
1: But strength.
0: Yeah, exactly. Strength. strength. One thing that throughout explaining, explaining the attack that I noticed, um, that you never never actually once said was you never actually talked about the pain. It was more the emotions that you were going through and how it was surreal. Um, And also, I've never heard you. Did did the thought ever actually cross your mind during or right after the attack that you weren't going to make it?
1: Absolutely. I think the pain, I had so much. um, I was so focused on getting help
0: good
1: and my body went to, went into shock and
0: into shock yep
1: so I, I really don't remember the pain
0: yep and that and that makes sense i mean your body essentially mm-hmm. goes into shock and, and into survival mode exactly but i mean naturally somebody that hears your story you know and and hears you know the facts about it in 27 times i can't help and jump to my god what a horrific event and how painful Yeah, but I think your, I think your focus, your focus on just getting help.
1: Exactly, exactly. And did I think I was going to die? I did. did. I did not think I was going to be able to make it to my friend's house. I I really didn't. And while I was there, uh, I I did tell them a couple of times I'm going to die. And (laughs) they were like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I, I kept wanting to go to sleep. I just kept wanting to close my eyes and go to sleep. And they wouldn't let me. They kept talking to me and talking to me. Jane, open your eyes. Yeah. Jane. Jane, stay with me. I can remember that so much. And uh you know, when Petey got there, you know, he he asked me what kind of vehicle and stuff. Mm-hmm. What 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 was he driving? Actually, I've got to back up a little bit because before Petey got there, when I was laying on the stairs, all of a sudden we heard a vehicle go by and like slam on their brakes, like squeal their tires, slam on their brakes. And I said, Bob, that's him. That's him. And he was like, Next thing I know, his brother, he he comes out on the steps with a gun Mm -hmm. because they hunt, Mm -hmm. and his next he must have called his brother because his brother came over with a gun. Yep. So the vehicle took off. Um, I know it was him. He he had saw me pull in. He had turned around, drove by and saw my car and I know it was him so Petey was there I described the vehicle as much as I could and
0: And what was the description of that vehicle
1: well Bob's brother that lived next door it was kind of like his vehicle but it was um grain. it was a um at that time, I didn't know what it was. It ended up being a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, okay. um, but at that time, I didn't know what the vehicle was or the name or anything. Mm-hmm. So I just described it as, um, it's like his vehicle, but wood green siding. Mm-hmm. So um, it felt like forever, Rescue getting there. And of course, I was in and out of it. And all of a sudden I hear Petey say, I need rescue here now. And he was not nice about it. And um, come to find out what happened was Keen was headed, Keen Rescue was headed to get me. And they realized that they were gonna be two miles out of their jurisdiction. So they turned around and went back, and they had to call Winchester. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said after. (laughs) So it took forever for them to get there, and Winchester came and um, brought me to the hospital. I do not remember that rescue ride whatsoever. I I was completely out of it. I I just don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But I remember being in the ER And you know those big overhead lights that shine really bright on you? I can remember that being on me. And several people talking around me. And I can remember them saying, there's another one. Oh, I found another one. Oh, there's another one. And there were sad ones. They just, they kept saying, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. And that, I was, I was like, I can remember thinking, oh my God, how many are there? Right. And uh, and then I heard, Petey was there at the hospital and he was like standing over on the side in the ER. And all of a sudden I heard him say, Dennis is here. And I heard the doctor or somebody say, he can't come in right now. And all of a sudden, I I just was like, I want to see Dennis. I want to see Dennis. I want Dennis in here. And they brought Dennis. They brought Dennis in, and I looked at him, and he he looked at me, and that was his first sight. And I can't, I can't imagine what was going through his his mind. And in a way, I kind of wish I never called him in, yeah. because. That was a visual he really didn't need. Especially knowing if I didn't survive, that would have been his last visual of me. And I do feel bad about that.
0: But at the time, you heard that he was there, and I'm sure in your mind, especially as you're hearing the doctor say, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one, and it's going through your mind how many times did I get stabbed? And you're still thinking, am I going to survive this? You hear that he's there. Exactly. I would have done the same thing. Mm. I would have done the same thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to see him. So when he came in the room, I don't know, if for, wh- for whatever reason, I thought he was going to be, you know, my hero. And I said, I said to him, find the guy. Find the son of a bitch that did this to me. And uh shortly after that I that was all I remember. Yep. And um they brought me down to surgery. Um I lost a lot of blood. They had to give me two pints two pints of blood. Um they had to stop the bleeding of my jugular Um, of course my liver. They they had to remove a piece of my liver. They had to fix my tendon in my knee, my tendon in my hand. And uh, I had two collapsed lungs and they stitched up all my stab wounds. And so the next thing I remember, I was in ICU I was incubated. I was on a ventilator. Um, I can remember the first time I woke up in there. It was really dark. It it was dark. Not really dark. I could see around the room. If I looked in front of me, there was um, like a big glass sliding glass door. And um, over at the right side of me, Dennis was sitting in a, a recliner. And there was a TV in front of him, and he was sleeping. And then I closed my eyes. And I, I was in and out of it so many times. And, uh, but every time I woke up, Dennis was there. He never left. He was there the whole time. Being twenty two years old, that's when you know you're with your true love.
0: Absolutely. I
1: don't know why that made me so emotional. I just didn't listen that made me
0: emotional. It kinda of, it, it kind of makes sense though. I mean it does it, it made me emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? It made me emotional listening to it. Um because you know, being going through being so young and going through something so ridiculously traumatic, something so horrific that nobody should ever have to go through, and your memories, especially once you know what I mean, you come to, and especially as they're so you know few and far between, as you're going through surgeries and recovering in an ICU, that that is significant. That is you know to I mean to wake up and. Always see him there, yeah, that right there is your rock.
1: He was he was mm-hmm. he um he never left. Now, I was in i c u for five days, and then I was in my regular room for another eight days.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Invisible Tears. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to hear part two of Jane's Attack and all future episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a website, invisible-tears.com, where you can keep current with any events that may be happening with our podcast. Read more about Jane and the team and read more about all the Connecticut River Valley unsolved cases. If you are looking for everyday items, clothes, collectibles, or a gift for that special someone, you can support us further by checking out our retail store, The Frugal Marketplace. We can be found at thefrugalmarketplace.com or search for us on eBay and Poshmark. We hold an online claim sale on Facebook Live every Monday night at 7 p.m., where you can find our latest items for sales or items at a deep discount. If you're local to the area, please stop in and say hi. You can find us at 919 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire. The links for our products can be found in our show notes. If you want to learn more about my wellness practice, Guided Path Wellness, head to guidedpathwellness.org. There you can read more about me and my certifications, more about the Reiki and coaching services I offer both in person and remote, and read all about my products for sale that I make through the practice. Feel free to utilize the contact us section on the website with any questions or utilize that free 15-minute consultation booking button if you have any questions about what might work for you. Evil may exist in this world, but we will not let it win. See you next episode.